I am Alex Dono from Locked On Canes. He's Dalton Pence from Locked On Louisville. So you've got Louisville with ACC championship aspirations. Miami just trying to figure out who the heck they are in these final couple of games. Dalton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Alex. I'm doing good. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to connect a lot, you know, riding on this matchup for the Cardinals. Um, I'm interested to talk about a Miami team that I have been adamant all year on absolutely not knowing what to expect from. So I'm interested to to get your take on it, you know, in a, obviously by what we've talked about pre-show. It seems like you're almost in the same boat. Oh, yeah. I mean, before ACC play started, first four games, I thought oh, Miami could be pretty dominant this year. Then the ACC starts, and they are capable of losing to or beating any team on the schedule. You never know which Miami's going to show up. And and for you, I mean, I, I mentioned ACC championship aspirations for Louisville, uh, who can they can make that a reality this Saturday. What's the biggest storyline from a Louisville side heading into this game? I think that there's two. I think that that's the primary one for sure. I mean, it's really not hard to to look into that. Um, thought it wasn't really going to have to be a storyline after what or while watching North Carolina and Duke, but a um, little bit of officiating there had it uh, into an interesting situation. But we're in a solid spot now to where you know what was what ninety five percent chance to to make the ACC conference championship game according to a lot of betting sites out there but um I, I think if you asked a lot of Louisville fans even though you can still get in by not beating Miami the focus is yeah let's just go ahead and take care of business the second storyline the secondary one is that the Cardinals have never in program history gone down to Coral Gables and come out with a victory they are I think 06 and one all time um and outside of that let's face it Alex the Cardinals really haven't been that good on the road as it is this season so I think that that's something that we're looking for is, okay, they can win in the 502, but when you take them out of the Derby City, can Louisville be as potent as they have been at home? And I think that that's the main storyline. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And I think that when you were talking about what to expect or not to expect from Miami, you were definitely on the right track. Uh, biggest storyline in South Florida these last few days have been having to, by necessity, turn back to Tyler Van Dyke as starting quarterback and how he's going to handle that. Uh, I, I thought offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson, who spoke Monday, like added some perspective. This kind of thing has happened before with quarterbacks getting benched, getting a second opportunity. You know, he brought up uh, Jalen Milrow at Alabama. That happened to him week three, and he's, you know, turned into a completely different quarterback. I don't know if we're going to see Tyler Van Dyke have quite that much success, but obviously there is a blueprint, and you could see, you know, quarterbacks who have gotten benched who had had that second opportunity. But, you know, part of the reason, Dalton, why Miami's been such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year is just not getting consistency at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I, I was watching your show the other day and you mentioned double digit turnovers, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, he's thrown 12 interceptions on the season. That's, that's what got him benched in the first place in favor of Emory Williams. And, you know, Emory Williams wasn't just a magic wand to wave on the offense because being a true freshman, he had his limitations. They kept the game plan very controlled and buttoned up for him. Uh, but they went to him for a reason, and unfortunately, he breaks his arm late in the game against Florida State. And so Tyler Van Dyke is the man again, and there, there's high upside there. Um, 
You know, obviously, when when Tyler's on first four games of the season in the month of September, he was the highest rated quarterback in college football per pro football focus. And then it just really took a nosedive after that. And I I think one of the areas where uh, and it's easy for me to say this from the outside looking in, because I don't know what's really going on with him psychologically. Who knows? But um, a, a lot of his struggles maybe seem to be psychological and, you know, maybe losing his confidence, having trouble reading defenses. And so can he get his confidence back? And, you know, uh, seems to me like his teammates are, are going to, you know, have an easy time rallying around him. But hopefully he doesn't have those interceptions again because that that was a big, big time frustration for him. And so, you know, can he get his weapons involved? Because we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, throughout the throughout this crossover, Dalton, that. Both of these teams, they love to stop the run. So, you know, you look at Jack Plummer on the Louisville side, Tyler Van Dyke on the Miami side. I I think whoever wins this game is going to have to hit some big plays through the passing game. Would you agree with that? I would agree. And I think that it really kind of comes down to, and I guess we'll talk about as well, as who, if either of these teams, is going to be able to set the tone on the ground. But, Alex, one question that I, I really have in terms of sort of where this team is at and where the program is at specifically, right? Mario Cristobal last year, not the greatest season, um, five and seven overall this year, a little improvement, but still sitting at six and four. Um, and judging based on how talented this team is, um, obviously I don't necessarily have the greatest pulse on what the Miami fan base has been like this year, but after that loss to what was it? Um, was it Georgia tech? On yeah. that, um, that on the, the non <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm seeing a lot of comments now. Granted, that might not necessarily represent the majority, but how much at stake is it for Cristobal to win, you know, these next two games or at least win one of the next two? Because I have to think that with this talent, that sort of can't be all that acceptable for this program. No, it, it's certainly not. Um, and it, it's it seems to be one frustration after a neck after the next because you know on the one hand uh, I, I have no doubt Miami is significantly more talented than they were last year when they went five and seven but at the end of the day they may only have one more win this year to show for it uh, and so I, honestly I think there's there's a little bit of envy down here in South Florida as to you know how quickly. Jeff Brom up at Louisville, who has been able to, you know, turn it into a team that's about to more than likely play for an ACC championship. Has that been a surprise at how quickly that team pulled a 180 under Brom? I think coming into the, you know, the preseason, there was a lot of hopeful optimism, uh, maybe even a little bit too much, in my opinion. I mean, there were people all over the place saying this team's going to win 10 games. And I'm like, man, let's pump the brakes just a little bit. Now I'm like, okay. Who should really be hosting this podcast? Because, you know, they're they're kind of close to right now at nine and one. But, you know, with what Brom did in the portal was incredible. Um, took the job unexpectedly or in an unexpected situation, was always kind of the guy for the job. But I think that there was a lot of this fan base that felt like there was going to be a significant improvement because Scott Satterfield showed multiple times that he wasn't the guy for the job and that the team was always better than the record suggested. But competing for the ACC. Look, Alex, I always said that this team was a dark horse candidate. I didn't necessarily expect Clemson to be as bad as they are. I honestly thought North Carolina could have a shot to run the table. And um, it surprises me some, but it, it didn't necessarily catch a lot of people off guard. 
Well, when we come back, we'll talk about key matchups uh, that could decide this game. And listen, our, our friends at FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On, it's a one and a half point spread with Louisville favored Miami underdogs, which is essentially a pick 'em. I mean, when you're when you're picking a side in this game, you're you're probably thinking about betting the money line either way because it is so close. Uh, what matchups could decide this game, and which X factor players might be able to step up? You want to keep it locked right here to this awesome crossover collaboration on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I hope you're keeping it locked to eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Thank you so much for making this Locked On crossover your first listen and your first watch. We're available on YouTube, Locked On Canes, or Locked On Louisville, and available wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to see the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. It truly is awesome. I was just taking some time kind of sitting around <laughs> watching it throughout the day today. Yeah, it, it really was awesome. And uh, Dalton Pence from locked on Louisville. I'm Alex Dono from locked on Canes. Let's talk about key matchups, Dalton. And, and I'll, I'll start because from where I sit, sure. I see two teams that love to run the football offensively and love to stop the run yeah. defensively. So like right there, because and I can definitely say from a Miami point of view, how much success Miami can have against Louisville's top 10 rushing defense against that vaunted front line of the Cardinals is really going to tell the story of the football game. That's going to take pressure off of Van Dyke's shoulders and um, we also, I, I don't know how Brahm is when it comes to injury news because Mario Cristobal gives you next to nothing, right? Some weeks he'll <laughs> say, oh, this guy, he's good to go this week, and then we don't see him for another two, three weeks. So I am of the assumption that Miami's running back committee, because they really do go go by committee, is as healthy as they've been in a few weeks because uh, I'm, I'm led to believe A.J. Allen has a good chance of returning this week. Uh, Mark Fletcher will probably continue to carry a heavy load, the true freshman. Don Chaney uh, was really good against Florida State. So how much how much success can these guys have against Louisville's front? And Louisville with talented running backs of their own. Miami's got a, a top seven rushing defense. If, uh, if they can try to force Jack Plummer to try to win the game, I think on both sides of the football, Dalton, matchups like that could end up deciding this one. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think one aspect of this, and it's been a talking point over the past couple of weeks for Louisville, it was definitely shown last Thursday against Virginia, is the health of Jawar Jordan. Jawar has been battling a hamstring issue um, over the past couple of games. It held him out against uh, Pittsburgh, all but two carries. Uh, got a little bit healthier in the bye week. Had some solid performances against um Duke and Virginia Tech, but 
showed that he's still not 100% against Virginia, looked a step slow, and that's one of his main um, features is that you know electric speed that I could score every time I touch the football type talent. Um, that's going to be the main thing to focus on here. I, I still think that regardless of who they come in against, the focus is going to be the same with either Jordan, Isaac Grindel, Maurice Turner, a combination of the three. That's to try to set the tone, build the pass off of the run. Um, now that is where things get a little bit tricky, though, because that is my biggest matchup is Jack Plummer against this defense. Um, Plummer, if you ask a lot of Louisville fans, Plummer is a game manager. And there's nothing wrong with a quarterback that doesn't lose you games. I mean, Louisville's 9-1. and one. You can't really complain too much. He's top five in passing yards. But I think if you asked a lot of people, the ceiling of the team is sort of limited with him as the quarterback. Um, you know, the downfield accuracy has been an issue. The um, hesitancy with reads here and there. Going up against, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them a pedestrian passing defense. I mean, 66th in the country is not terrible, especially when you're top 10 in generating sacks. So I think that that's going to be something for Plummer is being able to um, go to the pass because one thing Virginia did, Alex, is they laid out the blueprint on how you can beat Louisville. You stack the box and force Plummer to beat you. Now, granted, the Cardinals did what they had to do with big plays in the fourth quarter, but that's where you start to look as they're going up against a better team with a very talented front seven. There's going to be some pressure on the quarterback. How's Plummer going to respond? That's the main matchup here for me in this game. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head uh, with, with Miami's uh, pass defense because, yeah, you, you could even use the word pedestrian because the bread and butter for the defense is the pass rush and stopping the run. So, you know, sometimes you're going to you're going to keep some corners in single coverage. And if, if there is a coverage breakdown, like there was a really bad coverage breakdown where they left a Florida State tight end just completely wide open. They had the wrong personnel on the field. So sometimes those things are going to happen uh, because they they sacrifice that a little bit to to beat you in other areas. So there's no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, the the health of, of Miami's cornerback room has been an interesting one because you had, you know, the two outside corners who started last week hadn't started all season long. I thought they did a pretty good job, Damari Brown and Jadeus, uh, Jadis Richard, if I'm going to say his name correctly. But it's something to look at. As far as X factors, any a player or two on the Louisville side, you think, hey, if these guys show up, could be ball game. Well, I think it's for me, it's going to be the secondary, um, you know, Anthony Calandria, you know, the Virginia quarterback situation has been kind of all around the place um, as that's sort of been the case for almost a lot of ACC schools is what the hell's going on at the quarterback position insert school here. Um, obviously Miami, no different, but um, one thing for Louisville is that if the pass rush isn't getting home, it seems like the secondary has been struggling a bit. Jarvis Brownlee, Louisville star corner, um, or one of Louisville star corners, is not likely to play this week, according to Jeff Brom. Um, so you're looking at North Carolina transfer Storm Duck, Quincy Riley stepping up. I look for them too. And the safety position, the main worry for me here is uh, the big play down the field. And I know how much TVD likes to air it out. And if he's able to hit on some of those big plays, it could be an issue. So you could probably go with a couple players there. I'm going to go the secondary as a whole as being the X factor because if they can force Van Dyke into bad situations and jump passing routes, make him do what he's already been able to do all season, and that's turn the football over, 
I feel like that that's that spells well for Louisville. But if you let him throw all over the field to where you're giving Miami opportunities to get big time chunk yardage plays, that's the main thing for me. So I'm going to go with the secondary here. What about you? I feel like this is a you could go either way with this one when you have um uh unexpected change of quarterback, but you also have a defense that it, it's really hard. They're so talented. It's just you can't really piece it all together. Well, it's funny because when when you were talking about the uh, Louisville secondary, it's a perfect segue because a, a guy that I've got to throw out there as an X factor is Xavier Restrepo, who is Tyler Van Dyke's roommate, very good friend. Uh, but Restrepo, he's kind of been invisible uh, in recent weeks. First six games of the year, he was one of the top receivers in the ACC statistically uh, through the North Carolina game. And the UNC game was really the last time he really showed out uh, number seven for Miami, who had 11 catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns in that game. Since the UNC game against Clemson, seven catches, 26 yards. Against Virginia, three catches, 48 yards. No touchdowns in any of these games uh, since North Carolina. Against NC State, just three catches for 35 yards. Against Florida State, he was on the field, zero catches, zero yards. So, uh, you know, Restrepo, who was really the bread and butter of Miami's offense early on, if he can mm-hmm. show up again, that's going to be a big one. And, and, you know, you were kind of segueing into, into Miami's defense. You know, a player who really caught fire uh, for about four games in the middle of the season is Ruben Bain, uh, Miami's true freshman defensive lineman. Um, you know, some some Miami fans I don't think are kind of being fair to him the last couple weeks because uh, he hasn't had sacks in the last two games. But Miami's defensive line has been so injured, they've had to use him a little bit more inside, and he hasn't had as many pass rushing opportunities. Uh, also, the fact that he is a true freshman, not used to playing this much ball, he might be a little bit tired late in the season. But when Bain is on, he's virtually unblockable. When when he's on, maybe he hasn't been as on Dalton the one last that got couple away. weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's right. It, I don't mean to interrupt you, player. David. It's just <laughs> I felt like. That's the one thing about maybe yeah. keeping Scott Satterfield is you would have gotten a couple of these guys. But yeah. Yeah. regardless, I, I'm a big fan of Ruben Bain. Nothing that you're saying has surprised me in the slightest because I'm thinking, gosh, I've watched him all year thinking, if only. Yeah, yeah if he's only. he's a heck of a player. Like for as many things as I can pl- complain about, like, you know, for, for the current state mm-hmm. of the Miami Hurricanes, Ruben Bain, I watched this guy. I'm like, okay, we, we got him for at least – Three well, hopefully you know transfer portal. Obviously, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere. But got him for at least three years before he can leave <laughs> for the NFL. Oh, it, it definitely makes me feel good. Uh, so when we yeah. come back, we're gonna we're gonna offer our predictions again. Uh, the FanDuel odds razor tight. Louisville favored by a point and a half. Uh, you know Miami. Dalton mentioned it. I don't know if history has anything to do with what's going to happen on Saturday, but Louisville has not won in South Florida. Oh six and one all time. Uh, you know. I don't know if that really makes any difference, but it's definitely an interesting stat. And I I also saw that before the game and it definitely made me kind of wonder uh, if that's going to come into play here. But my friends, you want to keep it locked right here on this crossover episode, locked on Canes and locked on Louisville right here on the locked on podcast network. Oh, we're having so much fun on FanDuel. This is the time of year to get into it right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You can score early this NFL season and college football season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
So you get 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you guys so much for making this Locked On crossover your first listen. And guys, Locked On, we've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today. Absolutely. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories uh, of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And listen, hopefully if we've got an exciting game uh, this Saturday, Dalton, they'll be talking about it on Locked On Sports Today. What's your prediction? How's it going to go down? That's how you know we'll have truly made it if we make the Locked On 24-7 show. Uh, but nobody else is doing that um, across any any podcast network out there. Truly unrivaled. Um, as the frequent listeners of this, both of these podcasts should know. Predictions, Alex, I, I mentioned before the show, and I have to reiterate it, when I talked about this matchup in particular in the offseason, looking ahead to the back end of the schedule, I always had this one circled, and I made sure that I said, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, truthfully, because Miami confuses me, and I was hoping that by this time, on November 15th, that I would have a better understanding of what I'm going into in this game. It's even worse. I have zero clue as to what to expect. I think, and you mentioned it, you said something that I truly, truly gravitate towards. Miami can go 12-0 and on this schedule, or they can go 6-6. and They have the talent to beat everyone. It's a matter of which team is going to show up. How much fatigue plays into this after coming off of a very tough matchup against a Florida State team that's very physical. How much does the two days of rest help out the Louisville Cardinals in that sense when we're two games left in the regular season? Probably not much, but not much could definitely determine this game. I think my mind is telling me that Louisville is going to snap the streak this week, but I think it's close, Alex. I think we're possibly looking 27-24. I think if you're betting the spread, first of all, don't do that. Go money line. But if you are betting the spread here, you're playing with fire. It's almost like flipping a coin like Alex mentioned. I'm going Louisville here, 24-27. I think it's a big play um, at the end of the game that Louisville was able to make and win or go to punch their ticket, I should say, for the ACC championship game. Yeah, we're we're really close when it comes to like the range and the score line. Uh, I, I, I I'm gonna go with the, the slight homer pick and go with Miami. Yeah. Fully acknowledging what you said, I don't know what the any out no outcome would surprise me in this game. Uh, a blowout yeah. loss, a blowout win, a close win or loss, <laughs> nothing would surprise me in this game. Uh, but I, I do think it's gonna be it's gonna be relatively low scoring because you've got two two of the best defenses in the conference going head to head. I'm going to go 24-21 Miami, and uh, you know I'd like to, if Miami's going to pull it out, obviously I'd like to see Tyler Van Dyke have a turnover-free or close to turnover-free game because if nothing else, I'm not expecting him to remain in Miami next year, but I'd love, first of all, I'd love the team to rally behind him for a strong finish, sure. and 
he's a great guy. So I'd like to see him improve his stock, you know, whether it's to head to the transfer portal or try to go pro, whatever it is, I'd love to see him improve his stock. And I'd also, I'd like to see Miami's Groza award candidate, Andres Borregalis have the opportunity, maybe at a game winning field goal to, to kind of bolster that, uh, that resume. So I'm going to go with a close uh, Miami 24 to 21 win and, you know, give, give the fan base something to be positive about for a few days, but Dalton, <laughs> unbelievable connecting with you, man. And uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that they, they teased us because they, they made this a yearly rivalry and then they, they threw it in the garbage. When they took it the Schnellenberger trophy is on the line. Man, I, I will say shout out to, to Howard as well. I I, I do want to say before, um, you know, I've, I felt extremely sick to my stomach watching um, Emory go down with, with that injury last week. You know, I, I do want to extend the, the thoughts and prayers from the Cardinals fan base. Uh, you know, you, you realize that it's so much bigger than sports and, you know, you never want to see any player of any team go down with any injuries. So regardless who at Tyler Van Dyke or whoever's at quarterback, um, you know, you have our support here from from the Louisville side of things. Oh, I appreciate that. And and yeah, um, you know, these teams share the common bond of Howard Schnellenberger being an important part of, uh, of each of their histories. So uh, I don't know when we'll see it again, but we got the Schnellenberger trophy on the line this year. So let, let, let's make it a good one. He's Dalton Pence from Locked on Louisville. I'm Alex Dono from Locked on Canes. And if you're if you're a regular viewer or listener from one of our shows, I hope you check out the other. Because I've definitely been checking Dalton out throughout the week. I know some of our listeners have. And you know, if you guys are Louisville fans, if you want to see uh, what Miami's been talking about, you could check us out. And so thanks so much, Dalton. I hope we can connect again soon. Of course. Thanks for having me on.